0: Oh, I already got it in there. Don't don't you worry, sweetheart. Chris will take care of you. It's not a boat. It's not a plane. It's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's
1: great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Oh,
0: yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news.
1: We love TV, movies, and superheroes. So let's talk it all out.
0: My name is Chris Dillard, and
1: my name is Mike
0: Royer. And this week we're watching the first WandaVision trailer.
1: Yes, we had to wait seven <laughs> days
0: to talk about moments this. after we stopped recording. It, it released, <laughs> uh, so we're back a week later to talk about it. Uh, Marvel has moved some of its Phase Four release dates around, Mike. Mm, Pikachu shocked face. <laughs> yeah, my uh, I'm just I need to get a calendar that has like um, Velcro. Uh, so I can just move these things at ease. I'm Tired of no, writing things. That.
1: <laughs> that should just be like uh, the 2020 calendar. Like just every picture on it should just be somebody's like horrified look on their face. Mm-hmm. Pikachu face could be one of them too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Was that painting the screen painting? <laughs> just that's the rest of it. It's slowly evolving. Uh, Justice League is getting some limited reshoots uh, oh, next month and more.
1: There it is. The limited reshoots. Giving Zack Snyder more money.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I don't. He says he's not getting paid for this. <laughs> i bet he gets paid somewhere down the road so uh, he's uh he's rich
1: he doesn't have to worry about money anymore yeah. but i'm sure he still likes to get it yeah
0: i mean who wouldn't right who wouldn't so uh i just realized when we started the show uh, i'm i'm just overwhelmingly tired all of a sudden i've been up working <laughs> this morning actually at, at, at work uh to come in to record this and it just, there's like this sudden transformation of my voice from like i'm so tired to uh, hello and welcome to the show i'm like damn i gotta i got a radio voice
1: it's the unintended consequences of recording a show on a sunday we're completely at the whim of what has ever happened over the weekend and all i've been doing is really just sitting on my butt um the uh i don't know if the the fires have gotten much better out here on the west coast but at least the wind patterns have shifted to slightly benefit us on our side of town we were finally able to go out to the park yesterday under moderate air quality conditions i believe is what it was rated at in my Ooh. weather app so i was happy i got to go outside uh, at least once in like the last two weeks uh, so things are looking up over here for me
0: <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's, that's good we had a we had some overcast yesterday but it ended up being a very wonderful like 70s you know low 70s out yesterday so i was able to to get outside. I got a little bit of sunburn on my forehead sitting, sitting outside.
1: <laughs> Classic Chris style. Yeah.
0: My nose and my, my, my forehead. Very, very large. But on the other side, I'm going to, I'm going to flip into this. The other thing I've done this week is sit on my butt and play video games. because uh, <laughs> it's easier to do that when you're you got to stay inside and, Stay away from people. And uh, one of the cool things I got to do this week, we were able to secure a reservation of the new Xbox Series X in this household. Yeah.
1: Congratulations. So you did not have to wake up super early and wait in a line, old school style. You opted for a digital method, right?
0: I I thought about it. But like a lot of GameStops and stores, like physical stores, only got like small allocations. Um, Mm -hmm. My local GameStop, they said they had seven. And I'm like... How early do I need to go to be seventh, be, be more than seventh in line? Uh, so I, I decided to just do it online, and we were able to to knock on wood, uh, but something changes, secure one through Tarjay, uh, if you will. A lot of other people didn't, so hopefully you know they can they can get some more later, something like that. So cross fingers. But um, that wasn't the only Xbox news this week. I think it was like the day before these pre-orders went live. Um, they announced that they acquired ZeniMax. Now, if I told you. Before you read these notes, Mike, hey, do you know what ZeniMax does? Would you have been able to tell me?
1: No. I <laughs> would guess it kind of sounds like a bootleg Chinese company that makes, like, USB chargers or something like
0: that. Right. Yeah, like uh, like, like an old beta. It's the the company that still makes beta maxes 30 mm-hmm. years later. Uh, ZeniMax is actually the parent company of some uh, game studios that you may know, such as uh, ID Software. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Bethesda Game Studios, if you will. Uh, and more. And uh, what you probably, games you know them for, is the Elder Scrolls series, Doom, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Quake. Like, these people have been making video games for as long as video games have been around, pretty much. Uh-huh. And um, Xbox was able to, um, they they bought the the company and they are now part of the Xbox brand. Now, what does this mean for the future of these things? I don't think much. I think Xbox is smart enough to be like, look... We're gonna get a if we own this company and you still make them for PlayStation, we're still gonna get a piece of that pie at the end of the day. Like they're not gonna cut off PlayStation people, but um, I, I think this is a, a cool draw because we've talked about this a little bit that I that I use Xbox Game Pass um, to cover my 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 live subscription and they give me the ability to stream these games uh, remotely or add them to my library without extra charge every month. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's probably the big strategy here is if you think like really long term for the video game space, uh, it seems like at some point in time, I don't know when it will happen, when the internet and pings will catch up, but soon consoles will just be a thing of the past. Uh, your, your grand-grandchildren, great-grandchildren will just be like, wait, you had to buy a piece of hardware to play video games? Like we just stream it all through the internet now. So once you literally do not need the Xbox anymore and it's just a brand name that's a streaming service i mean they're going to need to own this ip and this software to have this exclusive uh thing that you can only play if you subscribe to their service so uh yeah i think it's more of like a long-term uh strategy but uh that's cool i mean uh bethesda seems like they're gonna get a big old uh injection of cash that will maybe i'd like to see a resurgence of quake i remember playing that Mm. back in the day it's like the fastest paced shooter that I think has ever existed like you're all like when I watch like gameplay like high-level gameplay of a quake It's just people always jumping They're only ever touching the ground for like a fraction of a second kind of like how a horse runs in slow motion They're like barely ever touching the ground really It's just like there's people just going all over the place There's like lightning blasts and like energy like balls flying all over. It's insane
0: Well, I that I always think of that unreal when I think of old PC multiplayer games like mm. That's the stuff like if you know now it's Call of Duty and and in Fortnite and Apex Legends, but back then it was you were playing Unreal or you were playing Quake and those were the two mm-hmm. games you were shooting your friends in. Um and they were kinda wild stylistic stuff. I mean, I remember again going back to ID software Doom, like running Doom on everything. Uh and like even they evolved it later. What was it? Check's Quest is where they just reskin <laughs> to Doom and do it in your serial yeah. boxes. Uh which was pretty cool. And they uh, their newest one, Doom Eternal, came out and people are really, really digging it. Um as well so I, I think there's some opportunities here but i want to see i i'm not a skyrim person right i, I missed elder scrolls 5 skyrim but i played the hell out of 4 which was um no not Morrowind. wind it was the one after that um whatever 4 was uh <laughs> someone's yelling at me through the other end of the the, the podcast um but i want to see what they do with an elder scrolls 6 mike like how often how many times can you remake one game across <laughs> generations uh and release it um crisis is trying to do it and what was it they always say can it can it run doom is the other thing so doom as well so i'm hoping they they, they give us like an elder scrolls 6 reveal sooner than later if you will and, and something that we can probably i i don't want to just play on xbox i don't want i don't want people to miss out on stuff i don't want these to be exclusives i don't think one console is better than the other um but i but i hope they they put it out you know in this generation and it's pretty good people enjoy it um as well so i think i think gaming gaming's coming a long way we've got some uh probably what it comes out these come out in november so we have a little bit toy we can do toy with it but yeah it's it's, been, it's a good time for that and we'll talk about some more video games here in a minute in your quorum stream but uh we'll uh we'll let you i'll let you take off with this first thing here that uh, I'm i'm interested to get your take on
1: yeah, so here we have My Little Corn Stream. So, you know, pull on up your nice little uh, chair. You can unfold it. Uh, maybe use one of those things where it's like one of those big long tubes that you catch air in and then you tie it up and it's like an inflatable bean bag. Oh, if you the, will. we
0: have a, a flesh colored <laughs> one of those in our office and we call it the hoo <laughs> Because yes, what it looks so, like And I'm like, oh, I don't like this Let's get this so out of here So please
1: sit down in the hoo-ha and prepare for the Quarren stream And first up, we have a brand new film That landed on Netflix over the weekend Anola Holmes We briefly, I think, reported on this movie I want to say a few months back When it kind of uh, hit the first news cycle And this is uh, starring uh, Millie Bobby Brown As mm-hmm. the sister of Sherlock Holmes Who is uh, played by Henry Cavill And is also joined... Uh, by um oh, i don't know the guy who plays sherlock's brother i actually can't even think of sherlock's brother's name i top. minecraft uh and uh minecraft kind of in, ends up playing i would say a little bit of a a sticky wicket in this movie uh but uh nolan holmes was uh, it was pretty fun you know, she, uh, she breaks the fourth wall, looks towards the camera, which seems to be almost formulaic when it comes to modern Sherlock Holmes movies where if you're making a modern interpretation of Sherlock Holmes, you almost need like – it needs a little bit of a special sauce, right? We kind of saw that with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes where it would kind of do that time warp and he would stop and analyze the situation uh, and then you would got to get to see what he was thinking. And then, when you kind of got the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes, we got a little bit of that too, where he would like look at a scene and stuff would highlight. The would mind almost, Palace. Yeah. Like a slightly maybe more t- toned down uh, uh, movie interpretation. So, with Enola Holmes, we have her breaking the fourth wall, looking to the camera, which I thought was actually pretty funny. Uh, the The intensity of which she uh, breaks the wall is a little bit higher at the beginning of the movie. And then, kind of, once you get into the story, it kind of tampers down a little bit, which is kind of fun because you you, you briefly forget about it and then she'll uh, you know she'll break the wall again so it was a fun movie I would say this is a really good um, all ages film you should definitely sit down and uh, watch it with your family with your kids and I, I think I would be pleasantly surprised uh, by a sequel it didn't really knock me off my socks you know I'm glad I didn't spend you know $15 to go catch it in theaters uh, you know because I feel like this is this is a good small screen take where you don't really need the gigantic uh, screen and special effects uh, dazzling your eyeballs,
0: and and it was made with that in mind, knowing that it wasn't made and then brought to Netflix. It was made by Netflix.
1: Yeah. Also, there's kind of this. Um, I don't know if I want to say surreal moment, but you know, Anola um, and Sherlock share a lot of scenes in the film. But there's this one scene uh, about halfway through the movie where I'm just sitting there and I realize, oh wow, I'm watching like the two biggest high budget talents from Netflix on screen yeah. right now. You know, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who is basically homegrown over at Netflix from Stranger Things, probably their single most popular title. And then you also have The Witcher, which is probably their fastest growing title right now That's already has greenlit spinoffs uh, with uh, adapting uh, a huge star of Henry Cavill. So just kind of when you uh, realize that when they're on screen together, you're just like, wow, there's a lot of really huge star power in this movie and you don't even realize it. So um, it was kind of fun seeing uh, seeing the character go through London, kind of come across some other Sherlock Easter eggs, if you will. Uh, but I think the last time we talked about this movie, we talked about a, like, a slight like, scandal or no, some so, red so, tape that they had to go through, and I don't yeah. think I came across any of that in the movie. There's there's nothing to where you would think you know they're, the characters are being treated um, wrong or outside of their historical characteristics uh, so all of that well, must have been blown out of proportion
0: well the whole point of it is there is um in sherlock holmes there's technically i guess two versions of sherlock holmes um one is where he has like in that is copyright in the the the, the public domain is like he has no emotions i believe is what it is he's like a very non-emotional character and then there's the one that's falls under the like, copyrights where he has, like, emotions and is very, like, prone to, to fits of anger, <laughs> I think, and rage. It's really, really weird how they determine which one's which, and that's what it boils down to. Now, again, I believe, if I, if I remember this correctly, the writer of Sherlock Holmes has no direct relatives. These are all, like, nieces and nephews and, like, other it's, it's, family distance who who just, like, eh, we need some money and want to argue about it. So it's very weird um, like there that thing is but that's all it was they were just suing to say hey you're using our version of sherlock you need well, to pay us
1: it's actually funny that you mentioned that because when i think of henry cavill's performance he is very metered you don't really get a whole lot of range out of the character and you know it is a nola's movie at the end of the day so you don't really expect him to really kind of steamroll it but yeah now that i think about it i do think i maybe would have liked a little bit more out of him but i guess now if they're moving forward and they're adapting anola they can give all of that big kind of performance and the outlandish and just they can give it all to her which is great so yeah i would recommend anola Holmes if you haven't checked it out peeps
0: Mm -hmm. on netflix uh and um yeah i I, i've not heard i've not heard much about it but nothing bad usually when something's bad you hear a lot about it so that's Mm -hmm. good.
1: Yeah, but speaking of modern streaming services, maybe Maybe? something that you might not think about is uh, this is probably going to be the first and maybe the last time I ever mentioned TikTok here on the show, but there has been this blowing up star over the weekend that I just feel like I had to mention because it because this guy just brought me uh, just a nice little uh, nugget of joy uh, Goes by the name of 420 dogface208. Yep, that's right He's just this laid-back dude who put up a TikTok where he's just cruising on a skateboard It looks like he's like near like a freeway on-ramp I don't know exactly where he is kind of looks like he's out in the middle of nowhere, but he's just chilling on a skateboard He's doing the TikTok. thing Thing where you sing along to a song and he's just drinking out of a full size bottle of ocean spray cran Raspberry. I love how there's no lid on the bottle of cran Raspberry either. He's already dedicated his entire ride I feel like to drinking this whole bottle and it's just it, there's this whole vibe to it. I, I linked it in the show notes but there's a good chance that you've probably already seen it because he's gone very viral over the weekend and if you check out his uh, other social media uh, kind of uh, points you can see he's uploaded a lot of just really cool chilled laid back stuff so I don't really know what the call to action here is I I think he's got like a cameo account so if you want him to give you a shout out I think you can pay him a couple bucks and he'll give you a shout out which I just think is pretty funny and it's just really just tells you where the internet's at right now in a very special way but yeah go check out 420 dogface 208 and um, I woke up this morning to check Twitter and I saw some people are reporting uh, sellouts of cran raspberry at their local grocery store. So he's already had probably the best viral uh, marketing campaign that ocean spray has ever seen. So this dude's just hilarious. I was telling him about, I was telling you about him just a few minutes ago before we got on the mic and uh, you seem perplexed, Chris. I don't get it. I don't understand. I've watched
0: the video. I, I just don't get it. And uh, maybe it's my age showing. Maybe it's my, Hey, I just got off work and I need to get a different mentality kind of thing. I don't know. I just don't get it so, <laughs> yeah if you fine. if
1: you don't if you don't want to check out the show notes i think i retweeted it a, a few days ago if you want to if you want to go check out 420 dogface 208 but that is my second thing that you can watch during the corn stream and third i just wanted to catch everybody up and say i've finally completed the campaign for marvel's avengers Chris. It's, it's all wrapped up tied up in a bow i've completed
0: it now we now we can play together in, in the post campaign missions
1: Oh, will we though? <laughs> Uh-oh. I just—I was just going to give a, a brief, a brief impressions of what I thought about the campaign because I know the the end game content is very uh, sprawling and will evolve over time. But uh, when it it comes to just the the story of the campaign, I would say it was pretty serviceable. You know, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil the game if you haven't got around to it. But, you know, it felt like pretty on brand Marvel story. I really Mm -hmm. felt like this could have been something that could have been told in a comic book. Not saying it should have been, but it felt very natural. It didn't feel out of the ordinary. I
0: I 100% agree with like this feels like reading a book.
1: At yeah, some point. It's, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know I don't have a I don't know I don't have a scholarly degree when it comes to Modoc, but this is a fresh take on Modoc, right?
0: Yes. Normally he is yeah, this is not anything that's happened before.
1: Yeah, so I enjoyed the f- the fresh take on Modoc. I love that Kamala was our entry into this story. You mentioned last week that the voice actress really knocks it out of the park. I would totally, 100% agree. I don't know if the voice actress looks the part, so I don't know if there's a chance that maybe that person could be cast as Kamala. I'm not 100% no, I th- sure.
0: I think she's older. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well... I would love to see maybe some more animated takes uh, or, you know, however they want to do it because I'd love to see that voice actress maybe come back in other aspects. Uh, That would be great. That would be really cool. So uh, there are some really cool story points too. I would say my favorite parts of the game. Are the levels that are very unique to the campaign, because throughout the campaign, you go out and kind of do missions that are more, I guess, uh, familiar to what the end game content is like. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then they sprinkle in some missions that are very unique to the campaign, right?
0: Yeah. So, yes. And then there are also character specific missions. Yeah, so
1: those uh, those
0: those campaign specific
1: missions are really fun because they're really the, they're these crafted set pieces with the with uh, cutscenes and unique unique uh, kind of uh, layouts that you can't really experience anywhere else, like on the helicarrier, mm. or um, you might be. I don't want to spoil anything well, because the, I don't want to give anything.
0: Well, there too much there was away. in one of the the previews before it came out. There is a Thor specific level on on the helicarrier. Which,
1: oh, I guess the. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or the one thing that I can really uh, say is the the opening shot. Everybody knows the the bridge set piece oh, yes. because it's been in every trailer. And it's been it's in it the, was was the, the beta. beta too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So those those are where it really excels. Uh, but there was there was a few things that uh, I was unfortunately just like really disappointed with. Uh, you know, I know these things could possibly be added into the end game content, but I I I just wanted them to inject a little bit more life into the campaign with some more Marvel villains. I mean, mm-hmm. I was really really down by you know you know really successful games don't have to have really big boss set-piece fights you know but this game really feel like it needed some more of them I got really really tired of fighting really big robots and just robots throughout the entire game you know it kind of felt like a waste and I and I understand when you're when you're a team of the Avengers you do kind of need to fight hordes it's kind of the use for the Avengers but man the the robots really started to weigh on me over time and I, I think probably the biggest thing that might keep me from playing the game long term I would say is the level design because those levels where you're just kind of like going out and doing missions just felt really repetitive to me. They always seem to start out in a big wide open area then then usually you kind of whittle down inside of an aim facility. So I'm really hoping that they have like some developers on tap and they're working on some like new environments. I don't know if they can possibly uh, work in. Some new villains because they've really kind of set up aim, but like I want to fight something that's not robots. I'd love to fight hell. I'd love to fight like a horde of aliens, maybe before they possibly make a sequel for the game.
0: But post, so this game, this is a game as a service. I don't think we'll see a sequel for probably five years. If I was a betting person, Mm -hmm. Um, but I will tell you in the post game content, there's a reason why you you fight a limited number of villains, Um, and they they kind of explain it. I I don't want to tell. I can tell you off air. Why why they do that? But with each character that's coming out, they are they. I believe they said they will be adding more large boss fights in with each new character coming in um, mm-hmm. to to do that. And I also believe um, from playing some of Thor's um, character specific levels that there are more environments coming um, because it, his deals with someone pretending to be him. Uh, if you have any idea who that is. Mike, who's pretended to be Thor?
1: <laughs> well, I, I I won't say because I've only played the I've only played the first it, mission, and I, I might be more inclined to play some more of those character based yeah. missions.
0: Yeah, so I think I think they're there, but I think it's a trickle down approach for some of this content. Um, here here's what it is. Here's what it is, and now we're going to give you every month. It seems like right now, um, October is Kate Bishop. November is um, Hawkeye. December could probably be, depending on the uh, atmosphere, Black Panther or Captain Marvel. Um, Spider-Man is coming to PlayStation as well, I believe, in March. So they have, like, a, a monthly drip of characters um, yeah. as, as a live stream. So I, I imagine you're going to maybe not see them out the gate. But also, this game, again, like you said, the you can get everything for free on the characters, right? Like, there's a lot of like six character well, things and- well
1: see see that's kind of an, another point i feel like my opinion overall of this game would be a lot different if the game was free and i know that sounds like crazy and it sounds like i'm just wanting people to give me stuff but it just seems like when i'm looking just at what this game gives you beyond another kind of free uh to play service game really i feel like i paid sixty dollars for a pretty short campaign and I really wish if the game was free, even if they left the game, if they left the campaign in or left it out, I feel like my opinion of the game overall would be really different because I'm not invested in it. Sixty dollars, so I think that psychologically, that's something that uh, I felt like they. It seems like they could get away with. They're like, oh, this is a big brand name. This is Avengers. You know, we can we can get away with the sixty dollars price tag. But um, well,
0: I I'm playing yeah, I don't know. Well, my second time, and I like it's still a twenty. I mean, ten to twenty hour campaign. I don't feel like that's that's short at all, compared by any means. I mean, I know you well, blew th- you blew through Call of Duty in like the first week. You had it rather than like, the, like within like a, a week. So I mean, you're like four weeks into this. So I mean, I don't well, know what would you make a well, free campaign?
1: Well, because I mean, in, in Call of Duty, it's like you're it's like you're on a roller coaster ride. It's like every it's like every part of the level is crafted. You're going all over the world to all of these unique environments. You know, you're dealing with these unique kind of like waves of enemies and all of these different like locations and there's like all of these cutscenes and stories but like with marvel's avengers it's like a totally different style of game so i thought it would i thought it might last a little bit longer uh than what it did but overall to me i'm not saying the game is just trash you know i know it sounds like i'm coming off bad to me it was like a very mixed bag so i the game is very lucky Like you said, it it is like this, all of this in-game content and it's this game as a service that will probably live on for five years. So they're lucky in, in their aspects that they have time to evolve and grow and develop it. So... Uh, So I'm not really I'm not super sold on the game. I'm hoping that when they bring out all of these other components, like all these new characters and all of these other character based missions, like give me some like really classic Marvel villains. Give me something to fight. That's not just big, giant robots. And I think I'll be a little bit more excited moving forward but that's that's me on a marvel's avengers i I, i've i've i looked into once i beat the game i was able to kind of go out into the world and read other people's reviews and opinions and uh i some people are like really really digging the combat they say like once you level up your character to like you know a decently high level not even like level capping it out but like once you kind of get into like the 30s and 40s of the character you lock all of these different skill trees and you can chain all of this stuff together and i think one person was saying like they they got their captain America like to this level to where they can almost like juggle a character like indefinitely in the air and they can keep their that what's it called when you hit the L1 and R1 buttons that is that their ultimate Yeah, their ultimate they said that they can keep that Brooklyn brawler ultimate going for almost um, like in, per- in perpetuity as long as they keep smashing people so you can definitely do some pretty cool stuff combat based so uh, yeah, well, there's, th- there's definitely stuff to take away from this game that's pretty cool
0: i, I think there, there there's two thought processes behind this because one i agree by the time you beat the game none of your characters are at level 10 right like none of them uh-huh. i think yeah. are at level 10 because it makes you not necessarily juggle but you go through six very unique characters so you don't have time to level one of them up because you have to play as Kamala, you have to play as Iron Man, and so on and so forth. I think that is is a problem because the game does open up once you hit at least fifteen level fifteen, because then you can start equipping double or two of the um, artifacts on the right there, mm-hmm. um, and then you get your points to level them up. So I, I wish you were, you felt stronger earlier in the game because like it doesn't really like the campaign doesn't push you to play side missions to level up because none of it matters Mm -hmm. like i told you you don't have to worry about your gear if you just play you can beat the campaign and there are again in the post there are every one of the side missions i've done has a has a i guess a cinematic to kick them off like they don't just like hey you're flying and here you are uh so there's there's i i know there are people who Want more, there are people who want less, because some people think it's way too much to take in, and I've been having a good time, I've been playing the PlayStation version beating the campaign, and I'm about to, again, that Thor level, if you will, from the, from the dip, from not the dip. Oh yeah,
1: that's that's great, I love that level, man.
0: Yeah, well I, I think it's the one after that, um, that really, uh, I, I, I don't know, elevates this game uh, out of this world, if you will.
1: Oh yeah 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 that's so. <laughs> very very unique very fun but i had i had some issues with jumping in that level yeah. which i feel like if you're playing this on a next gen console you might be you might you might be off to a better start because at some points in this game when you die at least on a PlayStation 4 which seems like an old ass console nowadays like you have to wait and it has to load, mm-hmm. and you have to look at these tips on the screen. I, it's, I swear it feels like for a whole minute, and it's just like I feel like if I was on a next-gen console or one of these, like, juiced-up PS4s or Xboxes, I wouldn't have to wait as long, but, yeah, man. Yeah, it uh, yeah, it is a like free upgrade
0: <laughs> for PlayStation 5 and Xbox One, if anyone has one, by the way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. On the other side of that Friday, uh, uh, now starting this past Friday, is the Great British Bake Off. Coming yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Something I have absolutely no complaints about, and I love every single thing about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I hate that this show is very formulaic. Um, if you watch all the seasons together, you see exactly what they do for everything, uh, but it doesn't take away from the charm of it. So I think I think the 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 charm of the the contestants—they're not mean, they're not they're not vicious. Uh, this this. Um, they're
1: the opposite if they accidentally bump something they feel yeah. so bad they cry yeah <laughs> like
0: it is it is not something like this is like the opposite of like hell's kitchen or one of those what what are they kitchen that's not kitchen nightmares what are they called um I think it's hell's kitchen right so the people are getting but they're, they're being told hey here's how you can improve not like hey you suck like uh-huh. um, and this week's this first episode was was cake week which I thought was fun because they actually did um bus as one of them and the show oh the preview. it was so fun to see them try to do like caricatures of, of famous people
1: oh i loved it and i love how they're like they're everyone in the tent you know except for the hosts that, that are just there to make fun are like very high level bakers even if they're not professionals but even the judges were just like yeah we don't expect you to be artists and sculptures we just want you to make something that resembles a human face and i would say that's very much exactly what needed to happen because some of these phases were downright hysterical yeah. like we were we were laughing so hard on the couch when we were watching this and um, the I like the the uh, one guy did a did a uh, did a famous American punk
0: singer yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that that came i'm like what the hell (laughs) which
1: was really funny and it was just it was great overall but yeah i I like it when you when you say yeah the show is very formulaic but uh we really lean into it into my household because i feel like the castings are always on point they're always like they're always getting a couple really young people on there who have only been baking for a couple years but they're really sharp you always get like the grandma or the grandpa that Mm -hmm. you know have just been doing it their whole life and they only know like really the classic stand. Standards. You get kind of you get some of these people in the middle. There's always somebody with like an architectural or engineering background. So it is funny how they do always hit the same archetypes every yeah. season.
0: It, it's going back. I couldn't tell you a single character's like a contestant's name, but oh, I could tell no. you what archetype they fall into for this. <laughs> yeah, this season.
1: exactly. Usually, what they like every reality show. Usually, they give you a little like background on them. Usually, maybe a couple seconds of them at home when they send out like a um, like a B crew to their house to to take some um, to take some shots of them usually you get a little bit of their character there and that's usually how me and my wife end up naming them they'd be like oh that's uh that's basketball guy oh yeah because he plays basketball I don't know his name I'm never gonna learn his name but it's basketball guy you mm-hmm. know so it's just like you just take like those one thing but yeah this is just this is just uh, uh like John Stewart used to say at the end of the Daily Show like this is your moment of Zen if you just need something like just totally chill and it's unique too because um, this is one of the few reality shows that isn't just all filmed within like you know a very condensed amount of time and then they just edit it to make it seem like it happened like over an entire summer like orig- like usually these people go home yeah. after the weekend and they practice but now during the pandemic they're all just kind of chilling uh, on on the on the grounds yeah so that's that's, that's, out, that's
0: like the one thing of it like they put it together where you have they have to live together They are staying together and they had a quarantine for two together, like two weeks before they even got together. So, they're making it work. It doesn't feel any different, but like the like there is, it's going to be a more condensed season. I feel by the end. <laughs> yeah. of
1: Yeah, I mean, if this was like a Great British Bake Off podcast, we would go into the minutiae and the and the macros of, of the contest because, like, you know, if they used to go home and they practice before the next week, they don't get to go home and practice before the next week. But I'm sure they have kitchens on the grounds that they can practice. But also, if you're a production company during a pandemic, you definitely don't want to wait seven yeah. days to film the next episode so i bet that instead of doing like five days in between they're probably going to do three or two days in between filming the next episode so these these contestants are going to be getting to hit harder and faster i think
0: yeah so. I, I think so and we'll find out this week when they are like well it's been x amount of days since you were last here and they'll uh-huh. probably be like it was yesterday we're doing this all <laughs> in a row good luck um i'm not a big fan of the newest host um yet the the uh the other comedian guy oh Noel. yeah i don't
1: I don't know his... Uh, yeah, I don't know his name off the top of my head. I don't know if you literally just said it. <laughs> no, Noel, but, uh, Noel
0: is the guy who's old-grain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. no feeling. he's uh, He's been around for a couple seasons now. Yeah. The new guy's pretty funny, though. I've seen him in, in other things. I believe, uh, if you don't know who he is, he was kind of like a side character in Bridesmaids. He uh, was like the... I, what was Rebel Wilson's brother or something? He was like Wilson's the... He was like the he was like, yeah, he was like the brother of like, the roommate or something like that. He's been in other things as well. I believe he's more popular across the pond, well, if you...
0: Alice in Wonderland. He was Tweedledee and Tweedledum, if you will. The wow. Tim Burton movies. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, yeah, like any, that's like his big. I think that was his biggest role, biggest breakout role. Yeah, like like for he's that. a,
1: he, yeah, he's a little soft spoken, but I think he'll, uh, I think he'll lean into it. He's yeah. you know he's just getting he's just getting warmed up.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I just miss. I mean, it's 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 turned around completely. Like they had like you know two women hosts, Paul and, and and Mary Berry, and now they've they've kind of flipped the script a little bit, and they've got two male hosts, Paul and um Prue. So nothing against them it's just it's just a different i think the the i don't know the the level of of how the, the how the host interacted has changed a little bit but it's still a good show still still a relaxed yeah. show i mean there's yeah. 11 seasons i think you can watch on netflix so um yeah so cool. i guess uh, after talking about tiktok
1: and uh and baking we should probably move on to what we usually uh what we usually traffic in here yeah in
0: so the, uh, uh, WandaVision dropped literally the <laughs> second we stopped recording last week. Uh, I think we'd even edited it and thrown it up already. And I was then uh-huh. you were like, "Hey, guess what? Just came out during the Emmys." And I'm like, "Well, so a bitch." <laughs> so we got a first trailer for WandaVision, which uh, will be coming out this year. Uh, they said so. Uh, it is believed to be that this trailer is the highest 24-hour draw online for a streaming service ad. Wow, um, I
1: actually didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yep. So they think that this for for a streaming service, this is the most watched commercial at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's the asterisk for a streaming service. So yeah. I mean, like, what what would be like the second biggest? Probably a Stranger Things trailer or something like that. Y- yeah. Because I think Net- Netflix is the only other streaming service that really has quite the fervent audience.
0: out N- there Netflix. Right? Uh, I mean, I I would have guessed maybe the Justice League re uh Snyder cut maybe. Would, well the yeah, fall, maybe, the, yeah, maybe. It HBO Max series. Uh, who I don't. I don't know what Hulu has that's, like, really unique to its core. Maybe Handmaid's Tale?
1: Yeah, I don't know if Handmaid's <sighs> Tale is bringing yeah. the uh, bringing the bringing the really uh, right. foaming at the mouth of viewers for trailers that yeah. they will. I know it's a good show. I, I could see, like, a season
0: two or something, not, like, the initial yeah. launch. But, again, this is the first year since 2009 we've not had a Marvel property in theaters. So we're chomping at the bit for something here. And mm-hmm. what was cool about this is um, we get to see Kitty Foreman. Uh return to <laughs> tv I, I cannot remember the actress's name for the life of me and I feel bad. Um but you remember this the mom from that seventies show pretty mm-hmm. much being the mom from that seventies show <laughs> and a leave it to beaver uh kinda kinda era thing here. And I thought that was yeah. a fun way to start this off. And then this how weird do you want your trailer to be, Mike? The answer Ooh, is yes. Extra weird. The extra answer is yes. <laughs> so um yeah, it looks like this show kinda goes through different eras like we've talked about, you know, um, at one point, the vision mer- like evolves into like a human face, and then like later on, he gets they all get color back. It looks like as they uh-huh. evolve through through time. Um, there is children. There is uh, I forget the actress is named Catherine Hahn I believe, is uh, playing a character named Agnes, uh, who is the like she's in all the different eras, but she's also like the person who's like, are am I dead? And she's like, no, why? He's like, because you are, kind of thing. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we actually been watching her just recently because uh, we've been going through uh, the series of Parks and Rec. She yeah. pops up every once in a while as a campaign manager. So she's a big personality, that's w- for sure.
0: Was she in Step Brothers as at, um, Will Ferrell's brother's wife?
1: Oh, Adam Scott's wife. Yeah. Uh, oh God! Actually, now that you say it, yeah, possibly. yeah d- it does seem like I feel like I remember her seeing, like, kind of dressed up, like, all nice and like waspy, if you will, because she she thought she was better than yeah. everybody else. Well, I
0: think she was on who was hitting on uh, John C. Riley.
1: Oh, tell him yeah. all the weird stuff. So uh-huh.
0: yeah, so she. I mean, she's a, she's a comedian, and of course, she acts. I believe she does some voiceover stuff too. I, I don't have it pulled up in, in front of me here. Um, yeah,
1: Catherine Hahn, Yeah, she was Alice. Yep there you
0: yeah, go no movie, um yep. I, I bob's burgers was the other thing that came up whenever i looked but i think it's only a couple episodes um but anyway so i mean this do you see the classic vision costume he dressed up for his halloween in there yeah like,
1: we got the we got the classic vision costume it reminded me of the that moment in uh season one of luke cage where
0: he's briefly in his classic costume oh yeah yeah <laughs> exactly um and then you know uh, wanda was in her classic costume at some point they had the kids Um, then we, we, you and I talked a little bit before the show, there's a point where, um, the character Monica Rambeau flies across the screen through some sort of portal out into the, like the real world. And we're trying to determine if, is this like a bubble that, that they're, they're all trapped in? Is it a different dimension? What is going on here? And why is Monica Rambeau involved?
1: Yeah, that's that's the whole other part of the trailer to, uh, to dive into, is the emotions and the feelings and what actually is going on. Because most of the time, it seems like the characters are really inhabiting the world that they're in. They're pretending to be these, uh, like, Leave it to Beaver type characters, but then uh-huh. they have these moments of realization, like this doesn't seem right. This seems strained. Where are we? I'm confused. Uh And really before we were operating off of this idea that maybe Wanda is doing this intentionally. Maybe this is her way of coping with the loss of vision. So it could have been something done by her own hands. But it seems like she is also very confused in this trailer as well. So if she is indeed doing this, uh, maybe it's just not known to her. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe her powers have like swelled to an uncontrollable state where she doesn't know what's happened. But, um yeah there does seem to be some sort of bubble dynamic kind of like i was describing it as like the the film annihilation where that kind of area of the world has been kind of quarantined off and they're sending scientists in to check it out uh it kind of seems like maybe there's a similar vibe possibly being set up here
0: Uh uh-huh yeah i mean i I, so what i can get is that the character um agnes Agatha Agnes is Agatha Harkness who was like one of the original Salem witches um who has some history teaching the Scarlet Witch how to use her powers so I think maybe there's some something here that's bringing Vision back to life that's holding them and then maybe maybe it's one of those she wished for Vision to be back so some higher power is holding her responsible or like using her powers for some malefic like Ma- malicious reasonings. I don't know. There's a lot that I don't know in this yeah. and I don't feel like I'm going to give an answer until we watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like the the two biggest things that I'm thinking about is so the, uh, the television motif is definitely something that somebody could go to in their mind for comfort, right? You know, oh, I'm imagining things as a TV show to kind of process my emotions but it seems to be uh, materializing as something real because when Monica Rambeau is kind of flung back out into the real world, she flies through television static. She's not mm-hmm. flying through like red Vision magic you know so i guess it, it kind of stretches a little bit more out to the real world they're really really kind of uh leaning into the this television aesthetic even with the logo the logo even kind of looks like an old classic car like uh like iron on like little thing that you would put in the on like the trunk of a car um and uh number two the the biggest question that we all want answers is vision still alive is, is, what is this he dead this? <laughs> Yeah, we, we got into the last time we saw him, he was just a gray hunk of metal. So, th- th- is Wanda gonna be able to will him back into existence? Because you know she is made from one of the stones. You know, can she make that happen? You know, there was a lot of talk of Vision being a computer-based kind of life form mm-hmm. in um, in Infinity War. So, is he backed up somewhere, partially on a hard drive, and Wanda can yeah. kind of is the only one that can reboot him? There's just there's a lot to there's a lot there's a lot of it's, ways. I feel like they could bring him back but also should they bring him back you know what's you know what's going on
0: he well i think he has to be alive for this to work uh so yes now is there a long-term goal for vision i don't know a lot of people complain that it kind of watered him down over his course of introduction right like in age of ultron he literally was melting ultron with his like you know mind uh. stone beam and then you get to like Infinity War, and he was stabbed within like 10 seconds and couldn't find his way out of it. So uh, it, it it all goes either way, how, how you feel about the vision. But I think, you know, at the same time, in Infinity War, Shuri looked like she finished his, his like whatever, like breaking mm-hmm. the stone. So I think there's more to that that we'll get into this, but I don't think it's going to be computer related. I think everything with Wanda is going to be very much, this is magic powered um, mm-hmm. related. And we also talked about a little bit on there... Um uh Kat Dennings who plays Darcy in the um Thor series is part of the show and they've not seen her yet. So if she has any experience with the Thor, you know, the multi universe like the universes aligning and the the, the Einstein bridges or whatever they, they talked about in those movies, I think this may be something related. They bring her in as an expert to talk about. This is this a different even universe? (laughs) It's like a bubble universe.
1: If they're bringing her in as an expert, they better have at least one line where it says she has uh, gone out and done a lot of like research, uh, field work, and has like gotten a PhD and masters and all that stuff. Because I think the last time we saw her, she was just kind of like a. She was just like a college assistant, right? She wasn't well, really. She didn't seem very. Uh, she didn't seem very interested in all of this stuff. She, she was just very kind of laissez-faire about all. of
0: Well, this. the first one, yes, the Dark World. She was more involved uh, in that movie. I mean, she she was like reading, doing the reports to tell Jane that things were happening. I, I think she uh-huh. was more involved in that one. But at the same time, the Dark World technically took place in 2014, and this is now what 2023. So she she'd had ten years of growth. Uh, I think, Mm -hmm. I think there's, I think there's enough there that our, our, our last recollection of Darcy and what the world looks like, you know, nine years later is definitely going to be different. Knock on wood.
1: Maybe, maybe some dark stuff happened with her. Maybe some of her family got blipped and she just, all she could do is just stuff her head in books.
0: Yeah. find ways to bring people back. Maybe she was trying to find ways to different dimensions. Who knows? I mean, like there's ways to do that. So I think she's going to be knock on wood, still comedic, but like nothing, nothing different. Also, someone was digging into the source code on Disney Plus, and they think that this this show will drop November twenty seventh. Um, for that, so
1: yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, the, the the digital sluice out there. You can't yeah. do that with movies all the time.
0: Nope. So that's November twenty seventh. That is the Friday after Thanksgiving, Mike. Um, that I mean, that seems like a good good as time as any to drop it. Yep. So a lot of people are like, "Well, the, what about the Mandalorian?" Well, Star Wars people that necessarily are Marvel fans, and Marvel fans aren't necessarily Star Wars fans. You can have both. It's fine. We'll we'll be fine. Everyone everyone will have a good time. On the flip side, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier will not make this year's release. However, uh, there's a set photo of Erin Kellerman. She was um in Solo. She's the one who took off her helmet there at the end. They thought that was a villain. I can't think of oh, the name.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so she is actually supposedly playing the character Songbird in in this, uh, who would later join the Thunderbolts. And on the left side of that is um. Uh, george saint pierre who who played a uh, uh Batroc the leaper in civil war mm-hmm. so it looks like they're trying to maybe set up some thunderbolts or an evil version of uh this this falcon winter soldier team very ground level kind of thing so because mm-hmm. you got falcon and then you got someone named songbird so um yeah i think it's interesting i think this is i'm glad they're filming they're all look like they're all wearing masks on set there being safe it's i think i think this will probably hit pretty hard first of 2021.
1: No, oh, I mean th- this is. Uh, I mean this is the. Everyone wants to see Captain America's shield again. Everybody's in love with. Uh, everybody is in love with Bucky's long hair. They they yeah. want to see these characters return. Oh, he
0: doesn't have long hair in this. Remember, he cut it.
1: Ah, oh, man, that's right.
0: Yeah, he, he got short hair, <laughs> but it's fine. He's got he's got the he's got the vibranium arm, man. He's he's doing good with that that stuff. But on the flip side of that, the reason we need to hit that in spring, Mike, is because Marvel has changed the release dates for three of their movies. (laughs) 2020 is canceled,
1: everybody. Completely canceled. Nothing's happening.
0: So, Black Widow is no longer hitting this year. It will be May 7th, 2021, the first film of summer, delayed a whole year uh, from its initial date. Uh, Shang-Chi is moved from February to July 9th. So, to hit that February slot, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier will take over that spring gap for us uh-huh. leading up to Black Widow. I also do not think Black Widow will be affected by Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think I think that's just a coincidence.
1: Well there. also I think uh, I think something was uh, reported over the weekend where there was an official statement that that said that there's nothing canonically within Black Widow that's holding anything up within the MCU. So, I mean, that's good to know, too, that, you know, we can safely, you know, safely watch the the show without spoiling
0: anything. And the other thing is the Eternals, which was originally November of this year, is being pushed back to November of next year. I think it was like in May as well. So they've delayed it a whole year. and, And I know it's I know it's done. Um, So this actually Rearranges the release date putting Shang-Chi Before Eternals now So it also feels like there's Nothing in those two movies that kind of tie each other Together or hold each other back
1: yeah I mean I guess one of the upside to all of this stuff getting pushed by a year is you know unfortunately there wasn't a lot of production that was able to happen during 2020 not a lot of of physical production but kind of the good sign good side of making movies is so much of movie making happens offset right post production pre -pre production writing so they've just unlocked all of this extra time that can go into all of these other Marvel movies which means we're going to get this awesome swell of stuff so Mm -hmm. not, not only we'll be getting we'll be getting a lot more Marvel stuff in 2021 and 2022 you know it'll be, be like this condensed two years where we're getting stuff all the time which is really really great we'll really make up for this shitty year that we've gone through but you know possibly all of this stuff could just also be better in quality right because you've just had more time in these really important parts of production where, when it comes to post and pre-production where you know the movies really take place I mean there's so many directors I think out there that have quoted saying the movie is really found in the editing process in mm. post production. You know, the, the shooting is just, you know, getting as much as you can, getting coverage. So, there's a there's a chance that we could see a slight noticeable quality bump and obviously we do a podcast about all of these movies and we love them. So, it's great knowing that there's a chance that they could even be a little bit better with all this extra
0: time. Yeah. And not that they would be bad. I mean, Marvel puts out pretty solid movies. I also think uh-huh. just on the flip side of that A lot of cities have said they're not doing more post-production because that does, in fact, involve costs and most of the budget's already spent on a lot of these movies. Um, So I don't think... I think Black Widow is in a safe zone where they're they're not going to touch it because it almost came out. Like, we were, like, what, a month out before they moved that? Like that was like well almost well there. yeah
1: exactly there's <laughs> not going to be any extra work being put on yeah. black widow because that was pretty much ready they were pretty much ready to hit play for us yeah. until the pandemic but the other hit. ones
0: Chang chi's still yeah. filming eternals probably is a lot of cgi work um stuff like that but yeah so mm-hmm. I, I i think there are some that are yes can benefit some like yeah we don't need it but at the at the same time um what's on here because it didn't move yet spider-man is december of next year so we're going from zero to four in a heartbeat. So man, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird watching a Spider-Man movie in December. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. it's
1: almost always notoriously been July or you know maybe June yeah. at the earliest.
0: Well, hopefully this upcoming Spider-Man movie really gets us with a lot of uh, surprises, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll talk some about that here in a little bit because uh, the previous Spider-Man director is doing another movie for Marvel. Um, but as you mentioned guess what they're not moving pushing back start dates for any other shows or things mike they're still going full force and they've had enough time to add on nick fury a tv show for disney plus and samuel jackson will return as nick fury for this show mike and that is all we know officially but i think that this is that secret invasion series that they said they were working on quote unquote secret invasion nick fury where did we last see him we, last time we saw him, he was in space, man. He was on the sword ship with a bunch <laughs> of shapeshifters. So, what if this is you know instead of just doing secret Vision, it's the Nick Fury, uh, you know, show that that focuses on this and kicks it off, or or does a whole show on it.
1: I mean, he's uh, he's the manager of all managers, right? You yeah. want him in charge of a team. You want him controlling people, pulling the strings, doing things in the background. Uh, I, I don't know if this is necessarily worrying me, but I feel like kind of when you get one of these big, like kind of AAA or S-tier Marvel MCU characters that have been around forever, and once they finally get a Disney Plus um, once they get their Disney Plus show, it kind of almost feels like it could possibly be their swan song, if you will. Mm-hmm. Will this be Nick Fury's possibly last outing? I mean, he's not getting any younger. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson will have a very long, I think, storied career in Hollywood, even past the MCU. You know, he, he's definitely not done. But I feel like as uh, Sam Jackson uh, being Nick Fury, you know, maybe his kind of time is coming to an end. So could this be maybe his last outing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting a whole series because we get to get even more of them. I feel like Nick Fury as just a, a whole character it's just like like less is more. It seems like they've always just wanted him to pepper him in just to kind well, of like <laughs> yell at people very effectively it has worked uh, out pretty well. So him having a whole series is going to be really, really fun. We're going to get lots of screen time from him.
0: I really feel Civil War is just as much of a Nick Fury, not Civil War, um, Winter Soldiers is just as much of a Nick Fury movie as a Captain America movie. He's he's
1: gone. He's out of the movie for a while though. Like he's yeah. not he's he's not even really in this second act and he doesn't show up until like the very kind of like halfway through the third. Right, but, act, like, but like, like he is like
0: the, the I guess the catalyst for the start and finish of the film. Like, mm-hmm.
1: Oh he has one he has one of the coolest scenes in the movie too when he's escaping from that uh that the, SUV.
0: Yeah, in the winter soldier stuff. Yeah, so I think I think mm. he's got some really cool stuff in there, and you know, he's not done. Now, what I want to see in this show, Mike, and I might have told you this. Bring in David Hasselhoff <laughs> as a disguise for Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury, because if you—if those who don't know, David Hasselhoff played Nick Fury in 1997 on Fox TV—and um, I think that would just be the coolest throwback that they could do for this. I mean I can, now that
1: you're now that you are talking uh, uh scrolls, uh, brief, I mean, if you have shapeshifters, you can already imagine like the brief scene where, you know, uh, one of the uh, one of the was it is it Kree or Scrolls, I'm getting uh, into the And shape. Yeah, scroll. Yeah, I'm just already imagining one of the scrolls just like showing off all of these new shapes that they've adapted, traveling all over the world and then briefly morph into David Hasselhoff. Yeah. You know, but before, you know, they, they were Nick Fury and then when they morph into David Hasselhoff they still have some of the clothes well, on. So it's just like, Oh yeah, that's uh uh, oh, I, I think Nick it'd be funnier if, if
0: they're like, well we're looking for Samuel Jackson, you know, he's he's a black guy with an eye patch on. Well they they find again David Hasselhoff, a large, you know, muscular white man with an eye patch on like, well this isn't him obviously. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think there's there's some opportunity here. I think, you know, again, is it a swan song? Maybe, probably. Uh how do you get more Nick Nick Fury technically was in the first Iron Man and with the series will be the longest running MCU character today right like i mean Uh so i am i'm excited for this and hopefully they they do it and you know what is nick fury going to do mike just disappearing when you need him most uh yes so that
1: that's that's my one stipulation for this show if this is indeed uh samuel l jackson's last outing as nick fury they cannot kill him if they they need to just have him mysteriously disappear no one knows what happened to him you can infer that he possibly died, but we can't get any confirmation. He just needs to be this like legacy, this ghost that just kind of disappears and fades. And there's a way that you can concretely, narratively tell the audience that he's not coming back, but the characters around him know know that they don't know what's happened to him mm-hmm. so that, that's the magic i want to see pulled off in that you know episode eight if you will which will probably be how long it is
0: yeah yes yes yeah, yeah six to eight so let's, uh-huh. let's let's see what they're doing with that and keep it going another disney uh plus show i'm excited for is moon Knight. right they're moving along with it yeah. they're casting right now and they are eyeing keanu reeves for the lead role of mark specter
1: Keanu Reeves, the, the elusive actor that's been rumored, I feel like, for pretty much every other Marvel character, right? The
0: keanu songs. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone has – they've cast relatively young for every Marvel show, right? Almost mm-hmm. every Marvel uh, role they cast younger. Um, but they're looking specifically for 40s to 50s for Mark Spector because he has a story passed as a mercenary already. So mm-hmm. they can't really be like, oh, you're 25 and you've been a mercenary for – how long? <laughs> like five years? You're not really storied, so I think this is an opportunity. Uh, they can get him, bring him in. Uh, Keanu Reeves. We're in, like I said, we're in the Keanu-sons. Um What what can he do? He's doing comic yeah. books. He's doing video games. He's doing yeah. Bill and Ted Three
1: there's absolutely no more kind of stink attached to doing like tv or streaming based content Mm -hmm. i mean that's basically where the future is that's where everybody's trying to go that's you know that's where you get the big paychecks that's where you get the big cash so i mean uh yeah i think uh keanu like is looking over at disney plus like yeah i think this is a good place to go so oh marvel's uh, got money (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're gonna have to pay a lot of money for him though because he is a he's top tier
0: yeah I mean, if they, maybe, I don't know, maybe if they start publishing his comic book, he might do it for for a discounted fee. Because <laughs> his, his book his book is called Berserker, Berzerk, but you take out the E's, so it's just like B-R-Z-R-K-R. So, mm-hmm. I've heard good things. Heard good things. Uh, they're also currently casting the side characters from the Moon Knight series. Uh, Jean-Paul DeChamp, uh who's also known by Frenchie, and Marlene Al, Alru- 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 I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I just read the comic books, they don't tell you their name out loud. Uh, <laughs> and who's like a love interest of... Of, of moon night about to say uh-huh. Ghost Rider, it's moon Knight. Um, <laughs> um so yeah so i i think you know they're moving along i think production's gonna go on schedule for all these other shows and in 2020, 2022 we're gonna have like a waterfall effect of 2021 maybe like in a half a back half of 2021 just a waterfall effect of these shows mike like uh-huh. i think that would be killer um for that dr strange you got some rumors you want some rumors? Yeah, give me some rumors. Okay. You know, it's, it's it's rumors. one rumor: uh, Tom Cruise <laughs> is going to play Tony Stark from another Earth. I maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw this briefly. I never clicked into the article because I figured if it was important enough, you would add it into yeah. the show notes. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is crazy. Do you, I wonder how closely uh, this will come out next to the Flash, who's going to be doing something very similar with doing these uh, you know alternate realities of characters? Uh, it sounds like Marvel is not going to lean into it possibly as much, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I mean, like, uh, uh, that's uh, that's crazy. I, I'm just trying to imagine like Tom Cruise being Tony Stark. That kind of feels like fan casting. Like, uh, what was the show we used to watch uh, a lot on YouTube? Uh, movie fights, yeah, where they would bring these nerds on to fight, and I've, I feel like I distinctly remember a category where they were debating, oh, who would the Marvel Avengers cast be if the movies happened in, like, the 90s? And I'm sure Tom Cruise was cast as, uh, as uh, Tony Stark in one of those arguments, so I, it seems to make a little bit of sense.
0: <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise was... Um, they wanted him for Iron Man back when this started. Like It's not like a fan casting. Like He was one of the lead roles for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is... Part of, part of like why they they're doing this, like you know Tom Cruise, he doesn't want to sign up for a franchise unless it's Mission Impossible, um, uh, so or what, what did you did you like two Jack Reacher films I think, um, so like they can bring him in, get him to do the role, and like hey this is you know what could have been in another universe when they literally. We're going to hire him instead of Robert Downey Jr. back in 2007. I mean,
1: it's a very easy role for a high-level celebrity to cameo as because you don't even need to put the costume on. Yeah. You know, Iron Man's pretty much been fully CG probably since like Iron Man Two, so uh, you really just need to kind of like clip his head out and stick it in that CG helmet, and you're basically good to go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's I, I, I would imagine what that's like a day or two of shooting for him. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd love to see them do a different suit from a different universe. You know, I don't want it to be the same looking one like maybe the ultimate Iron Man, which is way different looking or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, to really get the hinge, like maybe, maybe like, what do you ever see? Iron Man 2020. Um, the one that has like the gears on his shoulders kind of thing.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So
0: like there could be some opportunity to put him in a different suit because he, maybe maybe they would have designed a different one for him, you know, years ago. So, um, that's cool. Uh, there's also again, rumors for this since Sam Raimi is directing that Tobey Maguire would appear in this movie. However, I think, toby Maguire would be better fit to show up in a spider-man movie mike
1: i mean it makes a little bit more sense doesn't yeah. it
0: yeah <laughs> i would love to see all the spider-man people cameo in a spider-man film more than i would like to see spider-man people in a doctor strange film so i don't know maybe we'll cross our fingers
1: I'll yeah well back. i think uh, sony's pr- sony's probably got a little bit more contractual weight over there yeah. when it comes to the past spider-man <laughs>
0: yeah. hey you guys want to come do this we got some money we'll sprinkle it on you uh because what is toby Maguire up to these days huh I
1: don't know. I'd have to Google it. If I had to guess, he seems like the per- the type of person that was just like, my love has always been theater. And they're probably doing like a play somewhere. I mean, obviously not right now. But he seems like a person that has moved on to like Broadway to stretch his acting ability. I have no I,
0: idea. I think he probably um, adopted all the horses from Seabiscuit and is just <laughs> spending all his free time raising those. I mean, those. if –
1: I mean, depending on how good his agent was, if he got any of the back end of those Spider-Man movies back in the day, those were box office record breaking films. He, you know, he probably doesn't have to work again day the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, it's it's true. He also was a poker player, really big in like 2005 2007. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm kind of looking here. He hasn't done. Um, I was looking at his filmography. Let me. I'm just pulling up his filmography. Uh, he's been doing um, some producing. Not, hey,
1: look at that behind he, the camera man
0: his last acting role was a uh voice in the boss baby <laughs> so he has really just been he's been he produced three uh, I guess movies in 2019 so I mean producing he's
1: yeah yeah, he, yeah he's using his spider-man money to f- to fund other stuff mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I think the last role I remember watching him I guess he was in the great Gatsby um but I will always remember him in Tropic Thunder. Which was the year <laughs> after Spider-Man Three, so yeah, that's that's cool. So yeah, anyways, moving on, moving on. The next thing is a Hellstrom, Mike. Uh, the Hulu show Hellstrom gave us our first trailer to look at today, and I'm sure
1: you don't mean Marvel's Hellstrom. It's not
0: or just Hellstrom. It's just it's just Hellstrom. <laughs> they don't say Marvel's Hellstrom anymore. If <laughs> Drop
1: Marvel, just Hellstrom. Yeah, it's cleaner. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean,
0: I think here here here's the thing I want to tell you. If they would showed me this and did not mention Marvel at all, I'd be like, yeah, this isn't too bad. The fact that I know it's a Marvel property now from from, from Jeff Loeb makes me not feel as good about it. But this trailer, it, it's okay. I mean, it feels like a Hulu show, right? Like, it feels yeah, like something you'd watch on Hulu, but nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems competent. I don't know if anything really here seems super fresh or original unfortunately yeah. what, You know whether this was steeped in, uh, in, in a Marvel property or not but I mean there's tons of shows out there that deal with like the spooky and the you know the other dimensions and, like, and th- demons and stuff like that
0: and, and, and to be frank this seems like in, if you take Supernatural and you make him a brother and sister instead of two brothers this is your show
1: yeah, it does just kind of seem like another monster hunting show. I don't really know what the, I guess pun intended, the X Factor is, because the X Factor probably would have been it to connected to the X-Men universe. But, you know, that seems to be all but vanished. But, you know, that being said, that's just Speaking to the quality of the trailer, and usually, you know, outside of big budget streaming shows, you know, something maybe slightly smaller scale, usually your trailer is just kind of showing you highlights of the first episode, and TV shows are usually supposed to be all about character and the narrative and the and the long-stretching storyline, so, you know, there's a chance that this could be a really good show, and if you just sit down and watch it, you could really kind of, like, dig your feet in and really love all the performances and stuff like that, but at least when it comes to the trailer, I'm just kind of getting generic kind of spook vibes, yeah. which hey, might be all you need in, in the month of October to kind of vibe with Halloween. So uh, I think this is what part of their broader, like, Huluween month. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're just looking for some, like, something new, I mean, there's not it, just a whole lot of really new stuff really coming out, you know?
0: Yeah, like I said, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look good. It, it, this literally looks like it would fit in with the Defender show, like, in terms of quality and how everything was cut. Like, it feels like... Oh, you want a supernatural version of the Defenders, here here's Hellstrom. Like Mm -hmm. that's exactly how it feels. And that's nothing bad, like we've said before. But it's not like, oh, you gotta watch this when it drops. Yeah. Uh, So I
1: kind of just from like the the industry kind of insider ballpark part of my brain, I kind of just wanna watch it to kind of see if they ever use the word mutant, if they ever like say I the d- word like
0: Xavier, well, you know, if there if
1: there's really going to be any Easter eggs to the Marvel universe at all,
0: well, I don't know where you're getting the X Men connection from. There's there's nothing X Men related about this, and it wasn't from Fox.
1: Well, but from the from the Marvel Cinematic Comic Book Universe, I mean, it's tangentially related, so that's what I'm saying is is there going to be any kind of like crossover, even just no. like just in word drops,
0: well, if you will. Well, I would say the only thing they do is like again from the Jeff Lowery, would this reference um, Ghost Rider? Cuz there was a Ghost Rider show announced at the same time that they canceled like the next week, right? Um uh-huh. and Agents of Shield is where I would I would see a connection here. Um, uh-huh. but it it looks like since they just dropped Marvel, they're like nah this is <laughs> yeah here you go here's a, here's a spook show if it works it works if it doesn't no sweat off our back
1: yeah i think uh, i think we we mentioned it before yeah if it's if it's good enough to get a season two they'll probably just separate themselves even more from the marvel the marvel title but you know if not you know it's no big deal and no one will remember this show after they watch it
0: yeah pretty much or may get a cult following of people who really love stuff so but that drops october 16th on hulu all all the episodes nothing weekly so um if you want to binge it that weekend you know curl up with your candy corn mike throw on Ooh. some some jack-o'-lanterns some Jacky o's and hang out <laughs> what you don't like jackie Oh, o's? I,
1: I love it like oh honey do you want to go out to the store and get some jackie o's just like chris i don't know what you're talking oh, about oh, my wife knows now
0: <laughs> she's like you mean jack-o'-lanterns i'm like yeah i do <laughs> what do they call that what is that what am i what did i get that from what where did i where have i stolen this from
1: Ja- is that like a is like a parody of a jfk based cereal well, or something like that jackie o's uh, fill it up apparently a milk, jackie
0: o's know. is a pub and brewery <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's not a. there was a, there was a shortened of jack-o-lantern so i don't know why i'll figure it out later okay. i'll tell you guys next Chris, week
1: your, your mind palace is one place to be yeah
0: i wouldn't be there the boys is getting a spinoff series featuring young superheroes in college
1: yeah. Have you been watching The Boys? Have you caught up on season two? Yet, I have Chris? not watched
0: a single episode. Oh, okay. You'll get there. Well, You'll ne- get next week it. is the last episode. Um, is it? Already? Yeah, it's eight episodes, and on, they just did seven this week. Oh,
1: wow. Wow. Man, this is going by fast. Yeah, right? <laughs>
0: so I'm. that's why I'm kind of like, I'll just kind of cram it all in a week. So a uh, little here, a little there. That way you don't have to, to wait each week for that. So, um, yeah, I, I, it sounds... Interesting. As far as I know none of the boys Or none of the seven will be involved in this um, It'll just be a Vought Industries Hunger Games meets You know um, College kind of thing
1: yeah. The, uh, the wife and I have two, uh, desks that are pretty close to each other. So like during, uh, during the work week, we're just kind of like sitting down, you know, just doing our work, but then like, you know, swapping headlines whenever we scroll across something. And she was just like, Oh, did you know they're making a boy spinoff? I was like, Oh really? What's the description? And, uh, she read the description that she had up there. And when she read it, I was like, wow, that sounds a lot like my hero academia, yeah. but rated R. So if you're unaware, my hero academia, it's slightly younger because they're kind of more supposed to be high schoolers. so. Just imagine those college-aged students, they go to a very special, specialized superhero-based, you know, college slash university, mm-hmm. and then they're also there so they can be um, they can be trained and taught, and then also eventually graduated and moved to like specific cities of, I guess, Vought's choosing is how the story might end up going. Well, I, th- and that's I think they pretty-
0: I think they vie for sponsorship. Like the cities will like pay to get yeah that specific. Like- Hero. yeah
1: sponsorship you, you're looking for placement that's kind of like how you get like a job as a superhero in like the boys universe and that's kind of how it works in my hero academia as yeah. well like in that show they get like internships in different cities and they're looking to get picked and get moved to different areas to be heroes and so it's like wow this really sounds like my hero academia yeah. but rated r show sure there'll be a lot more nudity and sex and like faces getting ripped off which literally has happened in season two of the boys so i'm not surprised i mean this is probably the biggest 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 show on Amazon Prime right now mm-hmm. and it probably just comes to straight up viewership and just like fan base. Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel I would probably say is second just mainly because of like Emmys and just like quality overall and production value and probably budget as well. I think that's also a pretty expensive show to make with uh, being a timepiece and everything. Uh, but yeah, The Boys is, has been a big hit for them. I'm not surprised. And also Seth Rogen and his production company Point Grey, I mean they've, they've just, they're hitting it out of the freaking ball Park man right like as soon as like um what was it uh, with um uh the guy who played uh uh tony stark's dad preacher uh, preacher yeah that's right <laughs> i can only think of the actor off the top of my head i mean that show wrapped up and they just keep making new ones so i mean they're really they're really pumping out content over there, and uh, mm-hmm. good for them for getting a, a spinoff. I hope it's good, just like everything else that hits streaming well, services. I'm always I'm always hoping it works
0: out well. Well, what was that Russo brothers uh, show about kids with uh, deadly class well, and that didn't really well? Work that out. was
1: that, well that was on like what was, that was on sci-fi, yeah. right? I mean no, nobody, I I don't think anybody really watches sci-fi anymore. Not because the quality might not be good, but I mean who has a that has usually doesn't even come with basic cable. I think sometimes you have to get like higher tier cable packages just to get sci-fi. I well, mean, I, th- I th- think streaming. I think people
0: are just like they they weren't in tune with it. But I think I think with with Amazon they could make it work in this bigger universe because you know they renewed The Boys for season three. Who knows when we'll get that? At this point, mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe not, I don't think it'll be a year after um, for that. So and it sounds fun. It sounds like a good time. On that note, also um, the. The character Peacemaker, played by John Cena in the upcoming The Suicide Squad, is getting his own spin-off series from James Gunn as well.
1: That was just the last thing I was expecting. That was some pretty wild news to see the last week.
0: Yeah, so apparently James Gunn says, you know, during the um, the the quarantine and the you know, Hollywood's kind of being shut down, he's had more time to work on stuff. So he was able to write the show based on this character Peacemaker, which the show will include other Task Force X members. He said, but it does not interfere interfere with his Guardians 3 schedule to film it and make it. So um, I don't know if I don't think he he may not he may not direct it. He may not be on set doing all the show, but he has written it at least and and turned it in yeah, this- to be on HBO.
1: Yeah, this feels a lot like one of those shows that you know, is, uh, you know obviously it's written by James Gunn, but I could see him maybe directing episode one, Mm -hmm. and then giving directing opportunities to people that he wants to elevate for the other seasons, so if I'm just looking at Peacemaker just by itself, not looking at anything else in the world of HBO Max or DC, you know I would say this probably has a really good chance, you know, if James Gunn really just sat down in his free time and thought this would be really, really good, I I trust James Gunn's approach to the character, and the comic books and general so i am looking forward to this and i am sure he has a good sense of whether this could stand on its own and i'm sure it was a very easy pitch i mean john cena he's he's a star you know Mm -hmm. he's he's definitely elevated past uh wrestling i think he still really likes wrestling and still does it actively so he has a he has a very broad career so john cena that's an easy sell to hbo max especially on top of all the other stuff that hbo max is green lighting Uh, but all the other stuff makes me a little bit more worried because it kind of feels more like Warner Brothers and DC is kind of putting the cart before the horse like I hope uh, Robert Patton says Batman is good <laughs> and I hope that world is really, really good, but they've already greenlit two shows based on that universe. And we haven't even seen the movie yet. And, uh, you know, I know Matt Reeves has done good stuff in the past, but you know, we've seen, you know, we've seen things go wrong with Batman before. So, uh, since this is all like kind of James Gunn's world, you know, I think we'll have a, uh, I'm not too worried about it.
0: Yeah. Well, he also, and also
1: I think there was a promo, there was like a promo image that came out with it that said like, that said like, um, FACK, you know it's uh, it's Peacemaker. That was my weird attempt to not swear on the podcast yeah. by putting an A instead of a U. But like, so it's like, oh, they're really they're they're leaning into the goofy wackiness of like the James Gunn well, uh, Suicide
0: Squad world. And also, the character Peacemaker is a guy who's like he will he he will he strives to achieve peace by all means necessary, including murder. So like, yeah. he's a very interesting character to put in there. It's like a very violent Captain America, if you will. So um, yeah, I mean, this is HBO Max. I mean, I think they're leaning into these shows that tie into the movies no he also did not say this was a prequel or a postquel uh if you will of the movie so <laughs> Post- postquel yeah, it's a prequel or a postquel that's, that's what right. it is it's not necessarily a sequel uh so uh they won't tell you they won't, he won't tell us where it is so as not to ruin the film so mm-hmm. um we'll we'll see i'm guessing prequel what do you think?
1: You never know. I mean, if if he obviously dies in the Suicide Squad movie, uh we that's all we have left.
0: <laughs> and and there's no there's no episode count order I think as well. So if they did like four episodes and released it before Sui- the Suicide Squad came out next year, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So. Who
1: knows it could it could be a one-shot. Maybe uh maybe John Cena gets cast in a Marvel movie and he's got other stuff to do. You you never know what he could be doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's killing Bumblebee. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, on the other side of things that get like a four-part series is Justice League, uh, the Zack Snyder version that he's working on. We don't have a title yet. I don't know what to call it, so I'm just going to keep calling Justice League until we get the title. Um, but the budget is set to increase to $70 million from HBO Max following the, the reshoots news here. Um, we
1: knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah. The, when that news broke earlier this year, they were just like, oh, no, no, no. This is just Snyder's cut. He's just going back yeah. into the hard drive. He's going to put some stuff together. Maybe he'll bring somebody into the studio, maybe to just f- capture their face. Like, no, no, no. This movie sounds like it's going to be back in production at least for a couple of weeks. I mean, like, this just really leans back into this never existed. The Snyder cut did not exist. Yeah. He has to put money into it to make it real so
0: they have uh confirmed that three actors are coming back for less than a week's worth of work um henry cavill ben affleck and Gal Gadot will return uh for october so we've got superman batman and wonder woman uh coming back now uh ray fisher's involvement is in doubt with this he's currently going to war with warner brothers um so is jason momoa i don't know what's happening with this we don't know anything uh I wish we had more solid information, but it sounds like... And then, uh, what's his name? Um, the Flash guy. Uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller is doing, uh, they're, they're currently filming Fantastic Beast 3. So, um, uh, yeah, it sounds like... I don't know what you do with those three characters in that movie that we already haven't done, but maybe they've got some green screen stuff to fill out some stuff. I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of questions here what they're reshooting and what he doesn't have and what this will look like, but, um... Yeah, yeah they they've of, really turned foot on what they said they were going to do versus what they're actually doing.
1: Yeah, to me, this really just leans uh, more and more credence to the fact that this probably isn't just going to be a single cut that you sit down and watch all at once. It seems like it's probably going to be a couple parts. Uh, they, they've confirmed four it's four.
0: Parts. They've confirmed it's four.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, the only thing they haven't confirmed, if if, if there is going to be the, one single cut no, there that is. you can sit down and no,
0: watch. It's four, once one a week for four, and then the fifth one is the full. They did say that. Yeah,
1: I got yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> look at the news that we're reading yeah. right now. It seems like they're already kind of going back on a lot of the stuff that they said. I wonder if there's just like a producer just running around pulling their hair out that's just like, we agreed on this. What's happening? He keeps asking for more money. We've, we we don't want to anger the fans with that. We don't want to anger the, ha- yeah. the hashtag fans. But man, this is just crazy. I mean, all of the news around this is just nuts. Uh, I don't know, man. This is this is crazy. That's yeah. all I have well, to say. Well, like
0: you said, this, this only goes to show... A Again, there was no secret footage that – that like that he may have had it, but he has to do more with it, meaning he is taking feedback from the internet and creating this. This isn't what we were going to originally get. This is going to be a new version based oh, on no. the internet's feed- feedback. And if he's getting
1: feedback, he's in his bubble. You, We all know Zack Snyder is not going outside of the Snyder Cut bubble, so he's getting advice from probably the one place he should not be getting advice from. So yeah. we'll see Zero. how this goes. So, yeah.
0: So there's that. Uh, other terms of DC News Black Adam is, uh, they cast actor Aldous Hodge, who you may never have heard of. He was in Straight Outta Compton hmm. as Carter okay. Hall, Rockman.
1: I've, I've, I've seen it. Let, let me do a quick Google so I can get his face. Yeah. Okay, he looks familiar. I don't know exactly what he's been in before. He, he's in that of show. Outta Compton. You ever watch the show Leverage? Lever- oh, he was in uh he was in Hidden Figures. He was in Die Hard with a Vengeance? I feel like that's where I know his face from. Is from Die Hard actually. I, I
0: didn't get him from Die Hard Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, it yeah, cuz that was his first role in 95.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's awesome that he's going to be that he's going to be Hawkman. Hawkman's an awesome character. Hawkman was the hawk Characters in general were always really, really cool to see on screen in the uh, animated uh, Justice League stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to seeing a proper live-action hawk hawk person.
0: And, and this sounds like this movie with um, The Rock and, and Black Adam is, is not one that's going to shy away from it either. Like, they're going to be like, yes, he yeah, obviously f- has a mace and he's wearing a large hawk helmet <laughs> with wings. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, think yeah, I wonder. Fine.
1: I wonder if that leans towards the fact that maybe the the hawk people will be more alien in origin. Because if I remember right, didn't I thought the hawk people were originally more ancient gods, and then yeah, as yeah. the comic books had developed over time, they more became aliens. As so are they are they leaning more towards aliens for
0: the hawk people? DC resets itself uh, depending on which one it is. I think with the history of Black Adam coming from. Um, the Egyptian era, uh, kind of being fun. I think he's going to be more historical than alien for this one.
1: Maybe a little bit of both. It's a, it's a historic alien okay. planet.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's all on Earth, but yeah, he could be an alien that came back during that time to to do that. Because the hawk visage is kind of like they did some of those like um the Egyptian drawings have like you know the beaks and the the wings and stuff like that. So it can it can definitely do that. So they they've. They're casting for this. Uh, I think the only, like, there's um, the weather person. I forget what their name is. And, and um, Dr. Fate, right? Is it Dr. Fate? Yeah, Dr. Fate. Yeah, they're the only people who need to be cast. So they're they're working their way towards that, too, to, to get that filming. Get to rock while he's not got the, the COVID-19, while he's healthy. <laughs> Lastly, we're getting this Supergirl. Sixth season will be the last for the show. Uh, and they expected to start filming that soon. So this is leading to two ideas, Mike. One is, does that mean they're going to make a Supergirl movie uh, that they've been ta- they've been threatening us with really for several years, <laughs> or um, is this because of the Superman show? They they're just going to only have one super family member i mean Um,
1: if if i'm remembering the the news correctly from when this broke uh uh later last week uh i think the show is ending because melissa benoist has decided to hang up the cape and to move on but also at the same time i mean how long could it possibly keep going Mm -hmm. i mean what i think the what did Arrow go? Seven, eight seasons? I don't 100% remember yeah. when exactly that ended. But I mean, these these uh, Berlantiverse shows definitely have a shelf life, yeah, in my opinion. I, I feel like after, especially when you're doing like 20 episodes a season, I feel like with the budgets that you have, you just kind of run out of steam after a while. And you really, the, the only people left watching are the really hard, fervent fans. So, I mean, maybe that's enough uh, for, you know, basic cable television. Like, you can literally watch this TV show on a pair of antenna so uh, I don't know if that's enough but it seems like a a lot of this stuff is really kind of slowly moving over to HBO Max anyway I'm actually really curious what the future is for the CW and these superhero shows in general because it seems like AT&T the corporate overlords over all of this is just like no 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 HBO Max HBO Max HBO Max for all of this stuff that seems where all of the really fun innovation is happening I mean outside of you know, Supergirl. I mean, what you have left is The Flash, who has been. Has been it's going actually for longer. A really long so th- that's
0: the only reason I don't think that they have a. a sh- if they're going to have a shelf life, why is The Flash get another season before. Well, Super I think Bowl. it's
1: because The Fla- the Flash has, I think, has always been their most popular show, so it seems like, you know, as long as that's making money and as long as Grant Gustin still wants to be The Flash, they can keep making it, and if the other people want to dip out of the show, they'll just either recast or make new characters, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they like the paycheck, you know, especially during these uh, uncertain times, but it seems like... Uh, unless we hear new news from the Berlanti of greenlighting a show that's strictly just going to be CW, uh, I feel like they're kind of maybe kind of wrapping up uh, uh, the uh, the Arrowverse nope. over there on CW. Nope, the
0: the the Superman show is brand new this fall on there. It was greenlit and it's greenlit and it's in production. I mean, that, I would only disagree with you if they because they had a chance. HBO Max has been announced and around enough that they could have. Pulled the plug on that or I moved don't, it to I,
1: that. Honestly, that one kind of seems borderline to me time timeline wise. Like you could be right, and I think I also could be right. I think it, you can interpret that one and, many ways. But well really from my from my heart of hearts, I feel like that show just doesn't go on that long. I feel Bat, like that doesn't get that many
0: seasons. Batgirl, so. right, is the other one. When mm-hmm. Ruby Rose left, they had an opportunity to just end it. Instead so they've recast and are rewriting the whole show based around a new new actor.
1: Yeah, and if the, hopefully it works. If they if for some reason they can't get people to get back to the show after all of the I don't think anyone was on that show to
0: begin with. Like that's that's the worst part. I think that had some of the worst ratings out of any of the CW shows.
1: Black, yeah, uh, we'll Black
0: Lightning still going? How does Legend of Tomorrow keep going? That's my question.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just seems like the the whole kind of continuity of the universe has kind of lost focus overall especially I mean what do we literally always call it the Arrowverse and Arrow's not even around anymore and so it's just kind of like what do you call it and then they're going to be getting all of the fun exciting stuff is all going to be over at HBO Max I mean come on Green Lantern we're begging to see the green lantern on the screen again last time we saw him was Ryan Reynolds we want to see some sort of incarnation of him yeah. so people are begging for that new fun exciting stuff with it's all going to be happening on the streaming service so strategically wise yeah what do you do with antenna based television is kind of what i'm saying like you, do you put the reruns there what exactly well, happens i don't know they could be there's there's some fun stuff that could happen but, you know but maybe they just reinvent themselves I, a little bit i
0: think calling it antenna based television is underselling the fact that most of these are on dvr or hulu that next day if you will mm-hmm. and that's where they still make tons of money like literally literally tons of money. like we have a local here in Louisville. we have a local cw station and they they these are their top performing shows on that network believe it or not and they are like all in so i think cw would pay a lot to keep these quote unquote berlanti verse ones here that are like the lower like the, the standard tv ones because i think i think the I don't know when they can, like, we're going to be late for the season, right? Like, everything's going to be coming later because of the the production restrictions. But, I mean, some of these have got to go. Some of these got to end. But I don't think, I think Green Lantern's going to tie into the movie version of, of Green Lantern. I don't think it'll tie into any of these things. So, I, there's a, this is a weird place, but Supergirl making it six seasons. I think it's going to be, what, seventh season? Uh, no, sixth season. Yeah is kind of a miracle in and of itself. Cause it was what yeah. CBS first and then CW inherited it and was like, we'll run with it. So, and it, I think,
1: I think you, you think we can both say, and I think you would agree with me that possibly the golden age of CW based superhero shows has probably passed. Uh-huh. Like we've probably had it already. That's probably when, you know, all of the crossovers were happening. We're probably not going to get anything quite to that level moving forward.
0: Well, the, um, i think it is batgirl and superman are doing a crossover this fall but i think i think the flash is done and they just haven't admitted defeat yet um (laughs) how many times can you have someone who runs fast and you be the villain of your series apparently the answer is seven seasons
1: And also, how many times uh, am I willing to let myself scream at the television going, like, you can easily beat this metahuman, Barry. You are so fast. You can travel through time. Just run up to the dude and just punch him in the face before he uses his power. This is not difficult. So there's only so many ways that they can creatively nerf Barry Allen. you know.
0: And I think if they give him one more season and maybe another half, when the Flash movie comes out, they could cross over with the movie and call it done yeah that'd be cool that i think because they did cross it over with the movie character later the cw i i don't know how they're still getting numbers on some of these but you know there are fans and if you if you're strong i mean supernatural lasted 10 years longer than i ever thought it would so <laughs> um cw's got got its audience man it brings in some money all right well that's our news for the week call call it quits here uh mike people know what you're up to where can they find you at
1: well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris,
0: where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, followed in V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, followed in 87. You goes over to Comic UI. People want to know more about our show and listen to some episodes and go back and hear how wrong we were and how things have changed over <laughs> almost six years. Where can they find that at?
1: Yes, all the historical context you could ever need is over at com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our show notes. And more importantly, if you want to check out that 420 dog face video, which I'm begging all of you to watch because it's great. You can find that in our show notes, uh, too. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Please like us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Please reach out if you want us to talk about anything specific that we've been uh, missing. Is there any nerdy niches that you'd like us to uncover and look into? We'd love to check that stuff out. Um, and if you want to be a super fan of the show, it's very easy to do. All you have to share. The, all you have to do: share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and more importantly, if you are in the United States of America, please vote. We are uh, we are uh, encroaching on the a uh, lot of uh, voter registration deadlines and uh, the beginning of November will be here before you know it. So if you want to watch WandaVision at the end of November with a guilt free conscience in America, you absolutely have to be a voter if you're over the age of 18. So please register and go vote. And that's all I have to say.
0: All right. Well, that's the case. We'll see you
1: guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe! Well, toast my cookies. What? <laughs> no.